Hello and welcome to Do It Justice, your local bi-weekly podcast on which a guest speaker and I discuss three ideas all under one umbrella theme, or as I like to call it, debate with a mate. Thank you for coming back to the sixth episode. <laughs> or if you're new, thanks to <laughs> the sixth episode. <laughs> Or if you're new, thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Yeah. I also want to give a disclaimer that this podcast may discuss violence against women, so if this is a trigger topic for you, this episode might not be a cup of tea. Now, before I move on to introduce our guest speaker this week, I want to just add a comment about my last episode, which was based around religion and how it can infiltrate education. And Naomi made a very good point about the fact that um, we have to question whether we should adapt religion to fit society, because in the Bible, it actually states that God is an unquestionable being. He does not compromise when there is need to exercise his power. And thus it raises the question of should we adapt or should we just comply? Um, And if we don't adapt religion to society, does it have a place in society? anymore and should we just get rid of it completely so that's just a little bit of uh, food for thought anyway without further ado let me introduce Niles onto the show hello thanks for having me how are you doing yeah I'm good I'm coping yeah you're coping <laughs> quarantine's uh, doing you well or not yeah it's all right you're all right get out of the house yeah I, I know feel better. exactly um so today um I put on my Instagram story um, at Do It Justice podcast um, what topics people would like to hear a male perspective on, and the three ones that were like reoccurring were feminism, um, toxic masculinity, and like mental health. So we're going to start with toxic masculinity, aren't we? So now, do you want to kind of give your view on it? Just what what you think of when you hear toxic yeah, sure. masculinity? Well, it's interesting because it's only recently that I feel like I hear these terms because we're not actually that old you know I feel mm. like when I was in primary school the start of secondary school you don't really hear a lot of this stuff and if you do you think oh that's nothing to worry about yeah but actually I think it is as much an issue for the people suffering with you know these these impacts of toxic masculinity yeah. as the people who are who are impacted from it no totally you know, some yeah people feel trapped feel like they have to act in certain ways and they have to suppress their emotion yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that toxic masculinity obviously directly impacts those who are dealing with it, but mm. also because of the fact that toxic masculinity is what it is. It's toxic. It doesn't create healthy coping mechanisms right. or behaviour. It also affects those around them. So, like, yeah, exactly. for example, um, for those for the listeners who kind of don't aren't familiar with the term, toxic masculinity is a set of attitudes and ways of behaving stereotypically associated with or expected of men, regarded as having a negative impact on men and on society as a whole. So, for example, one of the uh, cliche ones, but, like, very valid ones, is um, kind of the idea that men should be extremely self-sufficient and um, self-reliance need to do everything on their own so do you feel like that's something that you've um felt in your in your years so far I mean yeah I do feel like but I feel like that's also part of my personality sometimes okay you know I feel like some people will like to be self-sufficient that's part of their personality and some don't and I feel like it's it's those that don't want to be like that but feel forced to where the issue comes in yeah yeah totally because I'd say I'm an independent person um and like I, I think you're quite independent but I don't know whether yeah. you're suffering from that that aspect of toxic masculinity yeah that's a good point to raise yeah um but but even another aspect of it you know suppressing just a pure emotion never mind just be acting strong but, but mm. some people feel like they, they can't 
share with anybody. Yes. You know, I feel like I... They I can't open up. En- enough people that I can share with, but some feel like they can't. And I feel like that's where the issue comes in, when people feel trapped almost. Mm. I mean, themselves. Um, I touched on this concept in my first episode with Millie when we were talking about feminism and, and mm. politics, because... Um, unfortunately a lot of the issues men are facing today are products of the patriarchy and are products of um their impact on society for example like you say um, and and we'll discuss this with mental health but um struggling to speak out that is because you know emotions were associated with um women and women were seen as weak when they spoke out about their emotions so those gender norms which you were supposed to just get on with really which is quite frightening yeah exactly another aspect of toxic masculinity god I really can't speak today (laughs) is um kind of this idea of devaluing women's opinions do you because obviously I've never like been in a group of like lads and stuff do you think that that's quite a laddish mentality have you heard or dismiss someone because they're a woman yeah um I mean I think there's definitely an aspect of that you know when you're being quite immature and childish you know as younger I feel like that was just you know gender against gender right does that make sense in terms yeah. of like oh that's a, a girl being silly or that's like childhood boy. antics yeah. yeah and that's a boy having an outburst and that's just how it is and you just dismiss that hmm. and I feel like that can filter through to, to when you're older and you can just dismiss things oh that's just a girl being upset all girls are upset yeah if it's not addressed yeah definitely which which is when you take a step back and you have to think, well, you know, I could be in that position all the time and someone could just say I'm upset when there is actually a real issue at hand. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that um, stereotypically, uh, when women speak up about um, things that they're passionate about, I think that sometimes there are quite a lot of um, men in society who just instantly dismiss what they've got to say. And obviously it stems from, like, the major sexism within, like, society and the fact that, like, women literally weren't even expected to speak up, what, like, a 100, uh, 150 yeah. years ago, let alone, like, voice their own opinion. But, yeah, I do think that... Um, I mean, I saw... Oh, no, I think it's more than just child childish dismissal. Mm. Um, you're right, it's, it's it's rooted in in quite a lot of people's you know upbringing yeah if you think if you think back to our, our, our grandparents um father figures or whatever that, that, yeah. was, that could have been part of their personality and how they how they were brought up yeah so it can't help but filter through sometimes but that doesn't mean it's right in many cases if no another example is um uh, the Instagram kind of influencer person Florence Given put on this post on her Instagram story and it was basically about um, this idea which it was like um, uncomfortably familiar when I read it like it didn't surprise me about the fact that men often say um, oh well um, I care like or respect for her too much to date her or have sex with her and I just thought it was really interesting of is, is that something that you're not necessarily something you've ever said out loud or thought out loud but is that something you've come across in case case you hurt the person well see that's what I kind of thought about that's what I've always interpreted it as but actually a lot of the time it's about the fact that they don't want to they they see having sex with a woman as degrading her don't they I mean from what you said that's what it sounds like it sounds like as soon as you start to whoever that person was as soon as he starts to be in a relationship with someone you know almost a bit of an ownership thing like I don't want to hold that person back yeah. Which is strange because I don't, 
really understand that. I mean, that's probably it. It stems from the fact that um, obviously sex for women is like majorly stigmatized and like still looked down upon. Um, and so when it's like all this, it's like this massive concept of virginity that like um, virginity, a lot of people say that virginity is a concept that basically was created to um, say that men were so powerful that once they'd had sex with a woman, they changed that was, uh, her. Yeah, that was been changed. Or, yeah, uh, which is interesting. I've never really questioned virginity um, to like that extent. Obviously, I, I know, mean, I know, I know quite a few people who just you know don't believe in it and it is it's more of a, an individual thing rather than yeah. someone doing something to you if that makes sense i mean when they're when they feel drained yeah i mean it it concerns me that the phrase is like to lose your virginity because then it's like um you know people it's, it's this concept that the person who takes your virginity is take is literally doing that yeah, taking something, something from away from you, yeah. yeah it's like what are you losing are you losing like respect from other men what like i don't know or that do you lose that power that you've that you might have had before that now you are tainted that, 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 yeah tainted or you've got or you know that that person has has something to hold against you almost yeah you've got that part of you yeah it's strange isn't it it's really um it really i don't know almost like an emotional um tie yeah which, which they take and obviously that that comes from the fact that um I'm not justifying it, but um, when basically women were expected to be virgins until the person they married, yeah. whereas men were allowed to sleep around and, and have sex with and like have like mistresses and stuff. Um, but yeah, so to go kind of back to toxic masculinity, yeah. we can appreciate and understand that it's very much present. And I'm not saying that I'm sure there's toxic femininity. I'm sure it is. I'm sure that, you know, it's like stereotypically, I, I, like women, I don't know, for example my abuse I don't know I know for example that when I was on my period um mm. I said to my PE teacher I don't want to do PE and I, and I know that that's very basic and fundamentally that's not hurting anyone whereas toxic masculinity does have quite lasting damaging effects like yes, more than that so I'm not denying that toxic femininity doesn't exist as well but toxic masculinity I do think has a bigger impact on society so do you do you know how like we should attack it or combat it or try and get rid of it in children I mean there's I think the root of the toxic masculinity is the is the gender norms. Okay. You know, it's the fact that you have to you have to stick to these certain traits, whether that's suppressing the emotion or holding up that image. And I think it's strange because I don't feel like there's a huge majority of, of males that, that that I know that that give off these traits and I think that's because part of them do have a lot of shared friends they have a lot of respect they see a lot in the media there's a lot of awareness i think mm. about about not being just proper men but being more of who you think you are yeah definitely i i completely agree i think every year um our kind of image of what it is to be masculine and strong softens the edges soften mm. i think and i do think more and more boys are um opening up about their emotions or letting them you know letting it be known that um, they don't always want to be the provider or they don't want to assert, you know, physical dominance, um, all these kind of traits that are stereotypically masculine, masculine. But I think fundamentally it comes down to like educating children. And like you say, yeah. it, it ties in with gender roles, doesn't it? And a lot of people 100%. now are being like, I know, for example, like my um, sister, when she was younger, she loved to play with like dinosaurs and stuff. And my parents yeah. just like didn't care. They were like, "Yeah, that's cool." They mm. also like for me bought me like a massive Disney princess doll set. Like they they weren't yeah. weren't really bothered. So I do think gradually we are becoming more 
relaxing stuff but yeah it just it does just tie into the this whole idea of like gender and like enforcing it from such a young age because as we have seen it causes a lot of problems and i think it's quite refreshing when you see stuff like your sister playing with dinosaur or whatever it just i don't know to see it and it not be so extreme and yeah. just normal is quite it's quite nice exactly i mean i never thought anything of it until um ava was like and I just baited out which sister it is, <laughs> um, until Ava was like um, asking my mum. I think what for one birthday she um, asked my mum whether it was weird that she wanted like um, um, toy cars or something. Mum was yeah. obviously like no, no. But clearly, like That's even fine. at like the age of like eight, she would have been infiltrated with these views that like I don't know. It's sad, but I think as a as a generation, we are actively looking to combat that and go against it and just not be bothered anymore. We're just not, I just and, don't think we're bothered. And I think what's interesting, the difference between actively hunting that out and and eradicating it or giving a more relaxed, yeah. like, you can do what you want. Because one, you can go to other people's kids and say, do, you know, you can play with whatever you want. Or you can look at your own kids in time and say, you can do what you want. Do you know what I mean? I think there's a bit yeah. of a difference and it makes a bit of a... I don't know, it's quite refreshing to have no, a th- nicer tone to it. I think that's a good point because, yeah, lead by example, basically. Mm. Like, if your child um, goes to school and is playing with a, a toy that's not necessarily linked to their gender and another child sees it and goes back home, I think, like you say, yeah, it's just about naturally, organically growing their interests. Yeah, um, naturally, I think, is, is the, is the yeah. key rather than... Because I feel like if, if you're going in with this purpose of eradicating that, eradicating this, you're just going to cause more of it. You can cause more of an issue. Yeah. You know what, I feel, I feel like, that. Especially with some people that are, are completely uh, surrounded in, in that gender norm. Yeah. You can educate, but I think forcing them to believe something else is quite difficult. It's, yeah, exactly. And, 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 and who, also it raises the question of what authority do we have to do that anyway exactly. because I, I have an issue with that so you to tell them yeah something that they believe so passionately exactly so kind of on the topic about um opening up and like men's difficulties with that shall we move on to mental health yeah sure so why do you think that men are and it has been proven that men are less likely to speak up about their mental health well i think it directly links to toxic masculinity really I, I, the whole idea of suppressing your emotion it's, it's that admitting weakness mm. i think is is the key issue and i think in in some cases a lot of people can can look at themselves and think i might be, i may be unwell but i'll get through this i don't need anyone's help yeah but you can go so far until you can't really get help anymore if that makes sense because you're so consumed within it i think it's interesting because um, we often separate mental health and physical health when in reality I think they are quite they're not obviously they are interlinked um literally like you know one affects one does affect the other but I don't really know why we look at them as different because if a boy were to break his arm he would tell his parents yeah and go to the doctor yeah and, cast and get that you'd implement some scheme the issue with mental health is the fact that um it's not visible is it and so and and you someone an outsider can't always tell what's going on no exactly and also the issue is that you know if you've broke if you've scraped your knee you can see you've scraped your knee because it's bleeding if you're feeling low and you've never felt low before or you've never had anyone speak to you about it or you can't identify it then kind of where do you go from there it's only going to get worse isn't it and i think a lot of people don't understand 
and I'm, I don't, don't even know that I do, but when when something does go wrong, will you know? Do you have that experience, that exposure, like yeah. you're saying? Would I would I know if I was unwell in my head? I don't know that I would without that exposure, without understanding what it's like for someone else. Yeah, no, absolutely. I com- I completely agree. Like I've always thought that um, I'm like a very strong-minded person. Like I've not ever really experienced any mental health issues. But during quarantine, I've felt really low for like long periods of time. And I've spoken to you about this. And yeah. like it's not really been provoked by anything. I've just felt so low. And and like partially, like part of the reason I created this podcast was to like create like keep my brain alive. But um, yeah, but yeah. because it was a, f- a feeling I was so unfamiliar what, with, I was like almost in denial that I, I was felt low, and I thought, yeah, oh the well. Yeah, days pass as you just keep ignoring it almost. Mm, exactly, and um, I mean, I I'm very very fortunate that I um have people I can speak to, but for boys, there's this massive stigma, isn't there? And um, it's almost as though um when boys say oh well I'm struggling with my mental health right now they think that they're going to be like turned away from the I don't know it kind of reminds me of pack mentality almost I I can sort of see that as showing the weakness sort of thing that sort of aspect of toxic masculinity you know you show your weakness and then you're not you could be perceived as lesser than you know you're not as strong yeah and it, it can link to that because I think as soon as you would I think as soon as you admit to something as having mental health it does. I think it would sink in. You know, it's, it's admitting to even addiction. If you admit to that, mm. you know, you it can be it can it can hurt yourself almost that you're admitting it that you've done something so categorically wrong and you've let it consume you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like, I think at the end of the day, as humans, we don't like to um, identify things in ourselves that show us that we are fallible and weak oh, yeah, and like. And that part of that's natural. Yeah, exactly. I don't, think, I don't think you'd want to be going around necessarily saying, this is what upsets me, this is what hurts me to, to random people, because, you know, it does show weakness at the end of the day. Yeah. Which is a natural thing not to show. Yeah, you exactly. Want to put on a hard front most of the time. Yeah, we wouldn't, like, evolution, evolutionarily, I don't know the word, yeah, yeah. We, we want to seem strong because um, we don't that's want... How we survive. Yeah, it's survival of the fittest, exactly. You don't want to be caught off guard. And I think it's worse for boys because not only do they have, like, a lack of... Like, for me, not necessarily, but, like, um, well, when I was feeling low, I'd reach out to, like, a friend. Um, yeah. But like for boys, if they feel like they don't have that, so they don't have that, and then there's the stigma that they might not necessarily want to talk to their family about it because I don't know, maybe there's a layer of embarrassment there or a layer of denial or um, maybe they think that their parents won't believe them. And then it's like, you've, you can't exactly, I don't know, there's quite a lack of resources online, I think. I, I do understand that the whole, not necessarily in denial, but the whole, I feel like, for me specifically, I feel like I can normally cope with things on my own. Mm. I, I could go for a walk and clear my head and feel a bit better. Mm. I, I wouldn't always go to someone else. I might try and sort it out myself first. Yes. So the... whether that's what you you see as, as someone else, as, as someone not sharing, because they're trying to cope on their own to see if they can. But where do you draw the line with that? I, I'm not sure. Because sure. how do you know when something has gone too far it's or really when well. you're in too deep? Yeah. And that is the issue, know. isn't it? It's, it's the point at which you think you can't cope on your own anymore. But, but is, that, is that too far? Should you, have, should you have got help months ago? Or 
Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a difficult topic, and uh, I think that um, in order to combat it, schools and education, they need to create a lifeline for boys especially because there's just not that stigma that girls... For girls, there's just not that stigma. In fact, like, obviously, stereotypically, girls are expected to be more emotional and to, yeah. you know, have these and speak about them, which, it, you know, can be damaging in itself. But for boys, I just... I really do feel for them because um you know it kills doesn't it like but like poor it, mental it health kills, kills a huge amount of men every year isn't every week there's 84 men yeah isn't it the biggest killer for men under like 40 or 50 under 50 i think it is under, it's the under, biggest killer hmm. like imagine yeah. not smoking not unhealthy diets big genuinely i just think reach out to five percent of suicides in 2017 were male Exactly. That's just. It is affecting. It's just horrific. Men so much, and and I just think it is a dangerous cycle as well, mm. because I think you you can get progressively better on your own, but then you can sink back into feeling awful. Yeah. And you could think that's part of your. You could think that's part of you, and you don't change that. But actually, I think a lot of the time that can be not necessarily fixed, but but helps. Yeah, I mean, I think you made a good point about it being a vicious cycle because unfortunately mental health isn't as simple as physical health and like recovery no. we, know, it, we know the majority about physical health yeah recovery isn't that. a straight line really is it no so no. i think if you are a male listener listening um i don't i it's easier said than done isn't it but realistically what you've got to understand is everyone is so vulnerable and everyone i imagine every single one of your boy mates will have suffered or gone through something and just open up the conversation because you don't know what will happen. You don't know. Maybe they're waiting for you to start that conversation. And it takes a man with a lot of guts and a lot of dignity and a lot of um, respect for themselves, respect for themselves to be able to open up about it. So if you, if you also alternatively get someone texting you, just think about the fact that it's taken a lot for them to open up to you and you need to give them their res- the respect and time. And if not then you're, they shouldn't be wasting their time on you. Yeah, exactly. Right, well, should we move on to the big um, dreaded topic of feminism? Yes, we can. So um, we've got quite a few questions on feminism, a few statements, <laughs> a few questions. Um, some of it crazy. Some of it crazy. Um, one of the ones that stuck out to me was um, that th- there's quite a lot of stigma about yeah, males who... Attach themselves to this movement of feminism. So I just first of all like to um, kind of clear up what it means. Um, so where's the definition? I've got, I've got one here. Have you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Feminists seek to free women from all forms of oppression, injustice, and gender-based violence. I feel like that. Okay, that I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, feminism is um, it is the advocacy for women's rights in order to achieve gender equality. And so I had a question, which was basically, um, where do men kind of slot in to feminism? Because um, kind of, quote unquote, a lot of men think only women can be feminists because it's based around female empowerment. So they think it's ingenuine to call themselves feminists when they haven't experienced any female struggles. Um, Go on, go on. (laughs) I think that's interesting because... When someone asked me if I was a feminist, I didn't immediately say yes. Okay. I had to think about it because of the, the, the stigma attached to it. I, I, I couldn't tell you what that is, 
I did have to think about it. It wasn't an immediate, oh, 100%. Yeah. But as soon as I, you know, I, I, I start looking up and I look at the basis, I look at the ideas, the, the basic concept is just equality for all, irrespective of your gender. Yeah, I mean... But surely everyone should want. The, the issue is now is that it's like racism there is a lot of systematic racism within the UK and within the world, right? But yeah. in order for that to be unearthed, white people have to admit that they benefit from this system and not only do they benefit from it, but then they have to unearth this privilege that they've been g- given from birth. And the question that is raised is, why would they want to do that? I say they, I am also white, but why would we want right. to do that? This, this isn't me saying it, but why would we want to do that? And when we, why would we want to get rid of a system which we benefit from, right? And so that is. I mean, what, I can see that, but it feels very selfish. Oh no, absolutely! In its, in its no, spirit. no, no, literally, it's completely selfish, and it takes yeah. selfless people to actively go against racism. Because, as like as a white person myself, who obviously finds systematic racism yeah. like yeah, yeah. abhorrent. I have got to unearth the privilege that I have um, and use that and say, I, I don't want this, I want equality more than, you know. And it, like, In what way do you do that? Well, In terms of, like, not you specifically, but how would someone go about doing that? Um, well, I think it depends. A lot of the time, a lot of people say that um, you need to kind of understand where you come from and the privilege that you have and be aware of it. So whether that's reading about the privilege we've had or reading about the... Um, lack of privilege BME groups have had so I don't know getting um, speaking to your friends who are like black or um, Asian or not basically not white yeah people of colour exactly Um, or whether that's actively pointing out in your everyday life in conversation on social media seeing it um, actively fighting it against it you've obviously got bigger movements that um, are working against it it's and, and then you've got the aspect of positive discrimination, which is still very relevant. I mean, I should probably yeah. do a podcast on that on its own because that's quite yeah, important. Yeah, but yeah, kind of I, it, in that realm of it about like feminism and sexism and stuff, yeah. it, it's the same concept that why would men want to unearth the system that they benefit from? I can understand that. But as, as someone who isn't, who has benefited from it, obviously in, in some respects, I probably wouldn't know about. I wouldn't be told. Yeah. But as someone who's not, you know, a CEO of a company who perhaps got promotion because they were male and weren't female or got so many things given to them, it's, it's, it can be difficult for, for me to understand how to, how not, how to... How to not benefit from it. Yeah, how to not benefit from, no, benefit from it. totally. And I think that's awareness mm. and reading, like you said, and, and making sure you're not put in the position where you directly benefit, but perhaps question things and take different actions in order to fix that yeah totally um i was having a conversation with max in the other day and yeah. i said to him that what he needs to understand is that he comes from a very privi- privileged place he's white he's upper he's like you know middle upper class like he's yeah. wealthy yeah. he's straight he's never like he's never faced any prob- like serious um problems or like um things that have prevented him from progressing in life and i said right. that he comes from quite a naive place um as do i in a lot of different aspects because of the fact that he's never had to face any, any like stereotypical problems, and I think the main thing that people can do. I, would, I wouldn't call him naive though, or naive to the fact that he is privileged. Yeah, naive to the fact that he is privileged. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh no, he's not naive as a person. I just mean as okay, in. Yeah. yeah. So, so what you said about um, 
what can we do? Well, it's about being aware of the mm. privilege that you have. And, and I think that's that this kind of leads on to the next question of um, how do males kind of fit into the feminist movement? And I think it's about um, appreciating and acknowledging that there is inequality still um, yeah. and, and actively actively working against that. What do you think? And, and, yeah, and part of that is actively not being on the other side of that. Yes. Not working against Not fueling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not fueling the, the other side. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like it can be difficult as a male to completely um, work on the other side sometimes, I feel. Okay. Especially, especially if, you know, there's some things you don't agree with, you disagree with, with certain opinions of, of certain groups. So I feel like it can be difficult to completely understand where you where where you might be coming from but like we said earlier that's research that's reading yeah trying to understand more and trying to be on the correct side it's it's about putting it. effort in it's about being conscious it's about making yeah making the effort to read do yeah. your research be aware don't be ignorant i hate ignorant people mm. and i get it and the you, first thing you can do is just not be on the opposing side fueling that mm. yeah that obviously don't be a direct source but that's yeah. you know, and that is the easiest step forward. Yeah, but after that, probably the first step for most people, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, um, so y- you would would you now consider yourself a feminist after having done a bit of research? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't. I don't see why. Why not? Um, yeah. I feel like if I if I said I wasn't a feminist, then it would come across as if I don't want equal rights for women, which seems ridiculous. Yeah. So this is the issue, isn't it? It's the fact that obviously it's kind of. It states what it is on the tin. Feminism, mm. it sounds a bit like it's more for women than for men, but the... It, uh, which I agree with, because that's yeah. why I think I hesitated at the start. Yeah, no, totally. it's difficult to place yourself in within feminism. I get that, though. I do get it, because, like, if, you know, in a, in a dystopian world... Well, not it wouldn't be dystopian, but in a different world where women were had the upper hand, it was switched. Yeah, I don't know whether I'd be that on board for a maleism. I don't know. I don't know how you'd say it, maleism, because um, because you you'd be ahead almost. Well, not that, but maleism doesn't sound like it's when when for women. Yeah, but that's because yeah. feminism isn't for men. That's the thing, isn't it? And that's no, why men not. don't like it because it's not for them. But that's the point. You're privileged in so many different ways that you need to be able to acknowledge that, like, yeah, it's not for you, as in you won't, you're not going to benefit from it. That's the point. We're trying to get so on I an equal playing field. A, a different light. Rather than just, just for women, I see it as almost like, well, it should be equal. Does that make sense? What do you mean? As in, it, sh- it should, feminism is about making men and women equal. So yeah. if you're not a feminist, it seems. That you don't want that equality. Yeah. Which I struggle to. I, I would never call myself not a feminist because I feel like that's what I'm saying. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong in my no, no, no. I feminist. get that. But also, yeah, that that that's it. So I think that there's the issue with feminism. I think fundamentally is is that the stigma around it, especially the word. I think that there's something to say about potentially renaming it. I don't know to get more people yeah, on I board. Think, yes, but I feel like a lot of people have issue with that. Yeah, because if you if you you know feminism's been around like we said earlier from the 14th century and had a had a kick in the the early 20th century, didn't it? Yeah. So I think changing that name that name is what holds quite a lot of the ideas for some people. I know. I just I just think that 
as long as that name is around, there's, there's going to be... Yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. I, th I just think as long as that name is around, there's going to be so much stigma around I, I it. Agree. I do agree. And it pains me that people would, like, even consider not getting involved just because of the name. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think... I, I, I think everyone should be a feminist. I think that... I, 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 just, I, think, most, I think most people are without realising. I think most people would agree with the basic concepts. But so why? But if most people agree with the basic concepts, why are people embarrassed to say they're a feminist? I'm not sure. I, I think I think you're you're right with the name. I think it is. It's got is a bit of stigma. Sort of a sticking point. Yeah. And I think the more. You know, the more like when I, since I've done research, I, I do agree with the fact. That obviously, men and women should have equal rights. So so why shouldn't I be, an activist for this? Yeah. I mean, I can't be like I genuinely. I don't want to. Mm. bad mouth anyone but I genuinely can't believe that there are girls and women who aren't feminist like I can't understand the logic of it the, either the levels of ignorance stupidity or internalized misogyny I, I, I don't know I don't know it's like, like okay. I said either stupidity from just not oh. getting involved because of the stigma it's ignorance from not doing their own research or it's internalized misogyny because they genuinely believe we're not on a we're not <laughs> equal and if that's the case then I'm sorry but you're not you can't be helped Right, well, there are some issues with, you know, people of colour, some people of colour don't agree with feminism at all because of the roots it has. And what, I, even I, women? Yeah, I, I read something. Why is I that? I don't know about it, so I don't want to speak out of turn. But there was, there was some reason and they believed in, in womanism rather than feminism. Doesn't feminism... Oh, OK, no, this is the issue, isn't it? Yeah, because feminism quite often people's interpretations of feminism isn't intersectional, which basically means yeah. intersectional feminism is feminism for all women of all races, whether and also, like, trans women, for example. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of people who feel like they don't resonate with feminism because of its roots. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, that, that sounds there, there familiar. Is about, there is a lot about womanism and, and people who are not being able to associate themselves with it. Yes, no, that sounds familiar. Um. I think so that's that, interesting. I, can, I can sort of understand. Yeah, so I get that, but they're kind of saying that they're part of it, but they don't want to be, they don't want to attach themselves to it. Yeah, I think I read something. I like just an, don't want to speak out of turn in case. No, I, nor do I. I've not actually done any active research on it, but I think there's. Um, I read an article about um, how feminism has, like, for a long time, been only for like one type of women. I know, obviously, right. like, not to like type people but um like white women white upper class like privileged yeah, women yeah, yeah. um no that rings a bell um i maybe i need to do Just some flag. yeah i need to do some research maybe i can get like um, a, a woman of color or someone from a bme group who states that yeah, they that are or aren't a feminist because i think that would be an interesting they perspective could, they could explain why perhaps what the the issue with feminism and, and why womanism is I, I better admit, for I them think it was womanism that they were associated no, with this certain article that i read yeah thank you for bringing that up if anyone is listening and they do want to come on and discuss that with me i'd love to because i think it's great this is what i mean i think all you can do yeah all you can do um as a feminist as someone who uh, is fighting against racism etc is just hear other people's perspectives and get mm. understand where they're coming from and just learn even if you even if you don't agree i think it's just good to hear anyway. yeah definitely well i think that we've um come to a nice little stop and um, thank you so much for coming on now so i no think um, our me. listeners have very much be benefited from benefited from having a male perspective and mm. um i like you say i think there's still a lot long way to go um but it gives me hope there's there's boys yeah. out there like you <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
But <laughs> um, anyway, stay safe and I'll yeah, catch you later. Bye. So that was Niles Keen. You can catch her on Instagram at niles.keen. That's N-I-L-E-S dot K-E-A-N-E. Thank you, Niles, for coming on. That was brilliant. Um, if you guys have any topics or um, ideas, remarks, anything you want to be mentioned on the next week's episode, let me know. You can give me a follow on Instagram. It's Do It Justice Podcast, or on Twitter, it's Do It Justice Pod, where the O is a zero. Alternatively, just send me an email at doitjustice at hotmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to the end. Once again, if you enjoyed, please share on your social medias. I really appreciate it and stay safe.